This is the Fertile Mindset Podcast, where we explore all the emotional aspects of fertility to support you on your path to parenthood. My name is Sarah Holland. I'm the Fertile Mindset Coach and a mother to two children after my own fertility challenges. I hope you find all the support and inspiration you need within this podcast to carry you forward on your fertility journey towards your own successful outcome. It's also my wish that through listening to these episodes, you rediscover how to enjoy life now and live it to the full while you wait for your baby. Now, let's begin today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Fertile Mindset Podcast. Today, I am really excited to be sharing a conversation with you that I had with the lovely Alice Rose. You may know Alice from Instagram, where she has an account that she started after having IVF herself to support and inspire the fertility community. She's also led some brilliant campaigns to advise and educate others on how they can best support people facing fertility issues. Over time, Alice has developed her support offerings and has also recently qualified as a transformational coach to be able to offer even more support. I was thrilled when Alice agreed to join me on the podcast and we had a wonderful conversation about the mindset piece and emotional side of the fertility experience. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello, Alice. Welcome to my podcast. It's so lovely to have you here. Hi, Sarah. Yes, I'm so glad that we've managed this because we had to cancel last week, didn't we? Because my Wi-Fi was not not interested in in helping us record. (laughs) I know, I know, but we weren't going to let it beat us. You know, we're here, we made it, which is amazing. (laughs) And I've been really, really hoping for this conversation for a long time, actually, Um, even before I had my podcast, because I've I've been watching you kind of develop and transform, I would say, um, Mm. on Instagram and your own story and and how you got to be in this place of fertility and mindset support. Um, And yeah, perhaps we could start there really with, because there may be listeners here who haven't met you yet. So it'd be really interesting to hear a little bit about your story and and Mm. how you got into this mindset work. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I guess my fertility story was uh, I've been sharing it a little bit recently actually but um, we got married uh, married my husband Simon about nine not not about I've just had my wedding anniversary so almost exactly (laughs) nine years ago Um, and we started trying to have a baby like quite soon after that and I went straight to the GP um, because I'd never had a regular period ever and I just thought I don't think that's normal even though I well I knew it wasn't normal but I had no other information really um so I just went to say you know I'd like to have a baby now please um (laughs) but I don't seem to have periods like other women Mm -hmm. seem to have periods and actually she was really good because she sent me for a scan straight away um and then when I had that scan they found a fibroid which is a uterine growth for anyone who um, hasn't heard of one which I hadn't um when I was first told that I had one and this kind of sent me immediately into a bit of a panic because they said oh well of course it can it can cause problems conceiving and I was like what what huh pardon what do you mean not thinking that that was going to be the diagnosis I I thought oh they'll probably tell me I've got PCOS which they also said that it looked like I did so I was kind of quite quickly well really you know month one really Mm. um sent straight into investigations and um, in a way that that was a great thing because we we didn't really waste any any time I suppose but it did mean that it was quite intense from um, you know straight away when, when we started to think about trying to bring home a baby so anyway long long story short what happened in the end was that I did have that fibroid removed I had an operation 
And then after that, I had six failed rounds of Clomid, the ovulation drug. Um, then I had four failed rounds of uh, injectable ovulation. So that's the gonadotropins. I can never quite pronounce that. <laughs> Sometimes I just think of them as dolphins. I don't know why, <laughs> but it just said this in another podcast. I was like, I had the dolphins. Um, but that was essentially, and I don't actually hear many people talking about this, but I mean, that's sort of half of an IVF round, really, because you have mm. to do all the injections. It's all the scans. You're in hospital. It's really, I found just as emotionally, in fact, for me, it was actually more emotionally difficult at that point um, than it ended up being. All, all of those failed. Um, and it was during those 10 rounds of treatment that I really went on this sort of transformative journey, I suppose. And I think, you know, before I started to look into mindset work, I was absolutely rock bottom. I think probably around the oh, I don't know, third or fourth, you know, after the operation, after three or four rounds of failed Clomid, um, I was sort of trying to manage everything. I'd completely radically changed my lifestyle and diet on the on the advice of, of a consultant that I saw to manage the PCOS. So I was doing all of that. I was, you know, throwing myself into it as, as we all do and trying to Google and read everything. And and I just, yeah, I did, I did that thing. I lost myself, completely lost mm. myself. My confidence was just absolutely rock bottom. And I think it's important to also add in that, you know, other parts of my life, like had not gone to plan either. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I was not doing well in my career. I wasn't doing well in kind of any way, really. Um, and then of course, going through the fertility stuff, just kind of felt like a just blow after blow after blow and there was never any let up and anyway it just felt like that relentless hamster wheel um that we you know know that we know so well um so it got to the point where I just thought I can't I just cannot carry on like this this is this is not uh sustainable I'm gonna I, I, I cannot do this anymore so I started to just look into other ways to help myself and I started to get actually really interested in like well, what on earth am I doing there in my head um and, you know, it's probably also important to say, I also had some support from a, a wonderful fertility counsellor. So she was um, uh, an NHS counsellor, actually. And that was amazing. So I had that. I also was seeing some alternative therapists and I have wonderful support from them. So I saw an acupuncturist and a reflexologist who were both, I just felt such a relief when I saw them because they understood this world and not that many people in my life did. In fact, nobody did really. Um and it was before Instagram, it was before communities like this existed. It, it really, there really wasn't anything around. And I just felt so lonely and isolated. Um, so while I was kind of doing all that sort of stuff, I then also picked up this book that had been on my shelf for probably two years. A friend had given it to me and she said, I think you're going to love this. And I'd gone, oh, thanks. And put it on my shelf and never picked it up. And then <laughs> it was that thing where I thought I looked at it one day and I was like, Okay, I think maybe now's the time. And it was The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Oh, I keep um, hearing about this book. And it's not one I've read yet either. It's one of those recommendations one day. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, I'd be interested to hear how that related to fertility journey then. Oh, well, Sarah, <laughs> let me tell you, it was absolutely life-changing for me. And it was the catalyst for just everything that changed in my life and as I said I was still going through all these rounds still had no idea how my journey would end still felt all of those things that we feel in the middle of a fertility journey but I started going I basically went on this journey this like quite radical like inner self exploration thing and this this uh, book is a, is a course it's a 12-week um, self-paced course that you do 
And it just was the most exciting thing for me because I'd done quite a lot of reading already. I knew quite a lot about kind of spirituality. I'd read Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now. I'd done quite a lot of other reading around you know, things like manifestation and stuff, which I'd kind of thrown myself into, but then I was really losing heart with it all because I just thought this isn't working, you know, like it doesn't matter how much I wish for this. It's, it's not magically appearing. So I, I was like, no, this isn't doing it either. And when it was when I really, really went internal um, and started looking at my belief systems and like what I thought about myself and really getting into that, that things started to shift you know, really quite radically. And I, and I changed and I, I actually felt this kind of new wave of total, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like my confidence started to come in, come back. I started to just do little things, which was, would push me outside of my comfort zone. Things happened in my career, which I never would have, this was when I was working. Um, I worked with my dad for a long time with a, in a production company and I started sort of having quite a lot of success with some ideas that I had and, and winning some really good commissions with some of the um, places that we were, you know, work with the BBC stuff. And then we won an award and, and there was just all this kind of stuff. And it all, honestly, it did come from this self inner work that I was doing. And the effect that it had on how I felt with fertility was really interesting because what I found was I switched from kind of really fighting against everything that was happening to me and trying to control the entire NHS and you know really kind of raging about what was happening to this kind of acceptance with the fact that it was going on and it didn't mean that of course I was still a human being I was still grieving when rounds of treatment didn't work I was still you know really wanted a baby but I had found this freedom because I wasn't raging against the reality of my day-to-day -day existence so well, it was it was that which was just completely transformative it sounds to me as well I was really interested going right back to the start of what you said there about how quite quickly you went to seek out support because you knew your cycles had never mm. been regular and that's mm. something I did as well actually but I'd already been in the fertility world so I kind of had a few clues but it sounded like you were you know that action taker you know someone who does get things done am I right oh, saying that yeah total control freak though yeah like, that's what yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah, that you say that absolute <laughs> complete control freak which I had never really I was like no no I'm totally chill and relaxed you know I, I <laughs> I'm a creative I, I actually trained to be an actor and I was I was kind of, you know, in that world of like, you know, oh no, I'm a bohemian. I just go, uh, no, that's complete, absolute rubbish. I was, I was a total control freak. And well, it's I this journey that shows, doesn't it? What we, yeah. like you say, what our true beliefs are and the way we're really operating under the surface. And, and you also said something that really stood out like, well, I decided I wanted a baby and, mm -hmm. you know, I want it right now. And <laughs> you just presume that will happen. And mm. it makes sense that you kind of threw yourself into it. Like you say, you've got the test results and things, which obviously gave you a lot of information. It showed you which direction to go in and then lots mm. of treatment. And it's not surprising that that took over as it is quite hard, mm. isn't it, to to go so full on into mm. fertility investigations and results and treatments without it taking over our whole oh, yeah. life isn't it you know that's that's a tricky balance absolutely it was it was so there was no balance for me it Sarah it was <laughs> <laughs> the balance was not a word that kind of came into my psyche at that point it was absolute you know 
morning till night I, I would lie awake at night thinking about it and and going so deep into this kind of hypothetical imagined future that I wouldn't sleep because I'd have these like really detailed daydreams about oh well what if I wake up in the morning and oh wait a minute was that was that a pregnancy you know symptom that I just felt and you know just going so far down this kind of hypothetical future and then of course doing the other way going oh my god like what if this never happens and that awful fear and anxiety that would manifest itself and and affect me in so many ways the next the next day and then affect so many choices I was making and then and then it's that kind of desperate control you're trying to get and then we went through all these cancelled appointments as well there was this was before long before COVID of course but there was something that happened within the fertility clinic that I was referred to in the NHS where they had one nurse was off long term so I had about five appointments in a row that were that were cancelled and that was actually the most probably one of the most difficult things it's just mm. all these kind of like gearing up for your appointment for all that time um you know waiting months and then a week before no sorry that's not happening this is your new day and you just think what and I remember saying to a friend of mine oh my god my appointment's been cancelled again I've got to wait another six weeks and I remember her just going oh well it's only six weeks and I was like no 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 you don't understand (laughs) what if that happens again and then what if I get to that appointment and then what if this happens and what if that happens and just all I needed really was for someone to go oh, that must be so hard. Are you okay? You know? And I didn't really have anyone around that would, that was able to hold that space for me apart from my counselor and the alternative therapist that I was seeing. So, so good that you sought out those people because you're right, you know, in our immediate circle of friends, family, colleagues, whoever it is that we are confiding in, if they haven't got that experience, you know, like, oh, well, six Mm. weeks, that'll Mm. soon fly by. Mm. (laughs) They don't know how, you know, really that's a cycle and a half isn't it or whatever you know it's a it's a huge amount of time and yeah it's it's intolerable so I'm really pleased that you had that those people that you could reach out to and I guess that's what set you on that that transformation path and you said something about beliefs and that you changed completely as a person Mm -hmm. which which sounds well it is huge doesn't just sound huge it is huge Mm -hmm. um and do you feel like you kind of got to know yourself a lot better then? Like you say, you were operating on one level, you thought of yourself in one mm. way, mm. thought you were quite a chilled, relaxed kind of person. And it, was, <laughs> it wasn't until, <laughs> but then we're really tested with something that is so important to us, you know, and there can't be anything when you're wanting to be a mother and you're wanting to have a baby, that is the most important thing. It's the purpose. It's what you're living for. You know, it's what you're focusing on. So mm. to have that, apparently taken away and not sure if and when that would happen yeah it takes some digging down doesn't it into finding out who we really are like Mm. not just the surface level day-to-day operating it's like what's really going on underneath oh my goodness absolutely and it was but that was what was actually quite magical and beautiful if I can be a bit whimsical for a moment (laughs) about this journey for me because it was like getting in touch with this long lost person um that had been left behind like through all of the kind of you know as I said I trained as an actor and actually that experience was you know I I loved performing and doing all of that from a really young age it was just what I always just kind of naturally did um and I loved it and then when I kind of went to drama school and then tried to do it professionally and then I actually went through an, a whole other experience which I won't you know bore people with but I, <laughs> I ended up having um really quite serious like vocal cord issues and I had surgery on my vocal cords mm. and I had to be silent for like three weeks I couldn't speak at all afterwards to let it heal and, and so there was quite a lot of 
stuff that had happened before I even got to fertility, which had had Mm. really quite a big effect on, you know, the thoughts about who I was and what I was good at and why, because, you know, I I grew up thinking, well, I'm going to be a performer. I'm I'm clearly like, that's what I'm destined to be. It was so intrinsically linked to my identity. Um, that when that wasn't sort of happening and then when I wasn't, you know, there was, wasn't really anything else that seemed to uh, be my, you know, defining identity, I was like, well, who, who the bloody hell am I? Like, what, what's going on here? So that was what was actually quite amazing about getting to know myself again and reclaiming, you know, that long lost part of me which was actually you know turns out it was always there it never went away it's just that it got buried under these layers of kind of rejection or failure or you know other stuff that had come along and and knocked me back so much yeah and led you to that amazing book which yeah you've you've convinced me now I'm getting my copy of it definitely (laughs) enjoy you're welcome (laughs) and then yeah taking you on that journey of looking at your beliefs and looking at how you were operating and what kind of support you needed you said something just then about being kind of kind and gentle to yourself you know and I think that is so important because we I think a lot of us through this journey we just kind of seem to be beating ourselves with a stick you know with lots of blame like why is this happening what have I done wrong what have I done wrong this month that it hasn't worked you know it's just a constant battle like that isn't it so if we can turn that around to more compassion and kindness to ourselves that's that's huge in itself isn't it just as a gift to ourselves let alone what it does for the next steps of our fertility journey so I know that's what you're very um, passionate about as well, isn't it? That that self-compassion. Yeah, because I think I learned a really big lesson is that, you know, self-compassion isn't soft or, 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 you know, a sort of lazy way to be. It's actually such a powerful and strong choice when you're self-compassionate towards yourself, because it's, it is actually such an empowering and, conscious decision when you actually get really clear about what's going on in your mind isn't it when you notice those thoughts and when you go right is that actually a helpful thought for me right now or can I be more self-compassionate and if I'm more self-compassionate what effect is that going to then have on my next thought and then when I have my next thought how's that going to affect how I feel and when I feel like that how I how am I then going to behave you know so it's understanding like actually being self-compassionate has this massively um, powerful shift for taking much stronger steps. And I guess it's that flip of just going, it's not about going, oh, it's fine, just stay in bed and, you know, watch Netflix all day and eat chocolate. Although by all means do that if that's what you need one day. <laughs> um, but it's actually understanding that it's it's being in flow and intuitive and going, well, what do I need today? how can I be more self-compassionate towards myself? I mean, I I literally do it all the time, every single day, like even with, you know, the work that I'm doing at the moment, I think, oh God, I really should have set that up more. I should have had more um, emails ready to go or for people that have signed up to the thing I'm doing at the moment. And then I'm just like, hang on a minute. How's that helpful? How is that helpful? Having that thought about what I'm doing right now, it's much more helpful to go, well, you're doing your best actually Al. like you're really doing your best um, given all the other things that are going, going on in your life or your other commitments, everything that's going on. So give yourself a break and do your best. And that's, it's, it's just such a relief, isn't it? When you come oh, yeah. into that mindset. Definitely. And yeah, you're, you're right. You know, compassion and being kind to ourselves isn't a, a superficial, you know, 
soft thing to do it's it's really empowering isn't it it really connects us mm. to feeling so much stronger and more resilient and and just keeping that momentum going as well which I think a lot of people are very aware of aren't they when they're trying for a baby is that they don't want to feel like they're standing still or going backwards you know they want to keep moving yeah. forward um and I know mm. people will say you know I just feel like I need a break I need to take a break from all of this I need a mm. few months off but at the same time the fertility doctor's talking to them about age and egg reserve and so on mm-hmm. so they don't really want to take a few months off you know so it's mm-hmm. trying to find um that point isn't it where there's mm. something what is that superpower that's gonna you know give you the strength moving forward and I think you know describing about self-compassion there is, is key really mm-hmm. um how, how can we start to practice that then you know how yeah. if we're not used to doing that if we go into default you know negative and and mm. blaming ourselves how can we start I mean you've gave a lovely example there with your business and it's I guess it's in everything that we do it doesn't just have to be the fertility does it it can be oh, everyday stuff totally and I actually think that's a really important point you've made is that it doesn't it, it the thing is that fertility isn't just about your fertility it's about your whole life it's about your whole person it's a holistic journey that you go on so understanding mm. that it's not separate to anything else that you're really going through is actually part of it and I think um I'm really interested I'm so interested in self-compassion I want to go and do like a whole other course on it because I think Mm. (laughs) what I'm what I'm really learning is that some people are um I guess it's more difficult for some people to be self-compassionate towards themselves because because we all come with different uh stories with different uh past trauma which might not even be fertility related or we might come with other baggage which is going on in our lives which is also individual so I think, though, that it it does come down to, first of all, getting really good at understanding how to be conscious and mindful of our thoughts, doesn't it? And once we're able to start practicing that distance and that separation, then we're able to start gaining some perspective. And once we get a little bit of perspective, just a tiny bit of distance, and it it sounds like it's going to be really hard work. And it's actually not, you know, like I think little steps every single day, even if you sit down for just a minute or two minutes or three minutes on a fairly consistent basis where you go, this is my time to check in with myself. What is coming up for me today? The more that we get used to kind of becoming conscious and aware of what's happening in our minds, then the easier it begins to be to choose um, more self-compassionate thoughts. Cause we all go to that negative way of thinking, don't we? Um, and I prefer the word compassionate to positive because I think the word positive just has so many difficult little connotations which I I, I find that um cause even more problems sometimes <laughs> I mean so it's absolute put you know positive being positive great but also that that it can be complicated so when we just lean into more gentle and empowering and self-compassionate ideas and thoughts that in turn ends up just being naturally effortlessly positive without us sort of forcing mm. anything on the top you know I love that. Yes. And that's something I often talk about, actually, your natural sense of positivity or Mm. your natural motivation to and just tuning into what you really need and what feels right for you, because there are so many decisions to make, aren't there, along this journey? You you talked about, you know, going from one treatment to another. And and I know it had various steps for you, didn't it, before you Mm. you had your lovely babies. So we, we need to be really kind of clear of mind to make those decisions in a compassionate way as well, you know, and not just force ourselves through things that feel uncomfortable I mean I, I can't count now the the number of women that come to me after their first IVF cycle mm. that they wish that they'd taken it slower or they'd mm. understood the process a little bit more they prepared themselves in mind and body a bit more but it just felt like they had to keep going you know and that was that kind of 
force of motivation and pushing forward whereas mm. if there was yeah if it was all just bathed in self-compassion mm. and asking what do I need here what am I prepared for is there anything else I need before I go into this you know huge treatment mm. um it can really change everything can't it and I know I know we also think similarly about what it can change and mm. we both maybe get people coming to us saying look if I do this mindset work with you will it help me get pregnant what mm. are your success rates and mm. um, do you help people improve their chances of getting pregnant and I, I'd love to know how you respond to that Alice well it's funny because uh, do you know what I actually don't get very many people talking to me about that but I, th- but I think that's because I'm like super clear <laughs> like, yeah. I literally kind of plaster it everywhere I'm like this is not what I, I do it's not why I'm here if that's what you're looking for then you know it's not what you're going to find in this in this space because I think that it's so important to look at what mindset work actually is is about and I think that to be really clear about that from the outset is actually a useful place to start with anyone that you you know that that might come into your space or that you might be supporting and um, working with Mm-hmm. is is to kind of just be yeah really open and and clear about the kind of aim of that work to begin with and and the aim is to give them back some um power in their life and some joy and some spark and that sounds almost a bit abstract and so if you're dialing down a bit more it's like okay well yeah it's so that you can make really good informed decisions it's so that you can decide what you want to do about friends and family it's so that you can be confident about staying true to yourself if you can't be a baby shower or if it's about um announcements you know it's giving you back the autonomy to live a life that is absolutely yours fully and wholly without feeling any guilt or shame or blame or anything at all and once that's in place once you begin to start understanding that that's possible for you even despite all of the things that are going through uh, that you're going through that's when little um, light bulb moments start to happen I find Sarah and I'm sure you do too is that it sort of starts this kind of ripple effect and it's absolutely magical to witness because you start to see people go oh so I don't actually have to do that or I can actually do this and and just all and this is exactly what happened to me it's like suddenly the world opens up a bit more and it's about so much more than that sort of immediacy of what we're going through but which is which is not to undermine how massively um, important it is and how traumatic it can be so it's this balance isn't it between holding that space for the for the trauma and the grief that people are going through and at the same time gently exploring what it means to look at what our thoughts and minds are doing which might be compounding that experience instead of helping us through it mm. yeah and you know when we we feel held in that way like from mm. ourselves we feel held and accepted and just having a more I mean you you could say enjoyable experience but also just a comfortable experience you know on this Mm. journey then I do think in many ways that does you could say improve chances of success whatever that may look Mm. like because Mm. we we never know how someone will finally have their children you know what Mm. route they'll go down but Mm. if you feel held and supported and strong and resilient and I can do this I can keep going and I can keep my you know heart open my eyes open and look at different options um, then I feel that's the way you know mm. potentially that you could you could say mindset work you know then yeah. supports actually getting to a successful end point rather than feeling like I just can't take any more of this and I 
But it's, yeah, it's also about redefining what that successful endpoint is, isn't it? Because Mm. uh, to me, a successful endpoint is feeling full, whole, happy with whatever is going on in your life, you know? And it's understanding that, I mean, I've spoken to quite a lot of people now in the childless community for my podcast, because I'm really interested to speak to those who actually have come to the end of their fertility experience, but that have found a different kind of perspective on life. And I actually think it's so important to have those conversations because part of what's so so difficult about going through fertility is this kind of massively overwhelming fear isn't it of but what if this never works for me and if you don't even have conversations with people about that um then it can just become even more of this kind of, it's a bit like Voldemort <laughs> you know how you don't say the word Voldemort in Harry Potter you just don't even say it because it's so you know it's so awful but actually if you just say it and just bring it into the conversation it it does take away a little bit of the fear and anxiety because Mm. it doesn't mean it's going to happen to you it might do but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything it's just all it is is just is just keeping those conversations and and thoughts really open about what does it actually mean to have a successful outcome yeah yeah I agree and yeah that for the number of women and couples that are out there there are different successful outcomes for all of them you know it's so unique Mm -hmm. and I think going right back to what you were saying you know about what we learn about ourselves and Mm -hmm. and I mean I've had just a couple of people recently actually that have said these very words to me have said you know I'm kind of in a way they're kind of questioning while they're saying it but you know in a way I'm thankful that this has happened Mm -hmm. because if it hadn't I wouldn't be in the place I am now and I'd still be for example, you know, in a, a job working all hours and burning myself out, or I'd mm. still feel disconnected from what my true purpose is in my life, you know, I'd just be on autopilot, whereas this has actually made me pause and learn mm. something about myself. So, and mm. that is a, a success along the way, you could say, couldn't mm. you? you know, it's something that's given to you, a gift that's given, mm. you wouldn't perhaps have, have had the opportunity to connect with. So, mm. And I, I know that, you know, you support people in many different ways, Alice, and I, I watched your kind of blossoming on mm-hmm. social media. I think Instagram is the best place to connect with you, isn't it? Is it? Mm, it is. Yeah, yes. I, I, I kind of live on there a little bit, but my... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, less so that I was doing right at the start when I first discovered the community and I was like oh my god this is amazing and I was so excited yeah. and I, I really was on there like you know a lot um but I, I I do I am on there a lot still so yeah it's at this is Alice Rose it's my Instagram handle and then um my website is um the same this is alicerose.com wonderful and what have you developed on there then because it did start as a kind of mentor you know I'm here I've been through it with you and I understand mm. and and you've developed it on to um different support and and now more recently transformational coaching as well haven't you I have yes yeah. so I, I qualified this year as a transformational coach which was really really exciting for me because I just thought well that's not something I saw coming you know <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see myself as, as doing this as a, as a as a business as a career but here we are but yeah exactly so I do offer I mean I've got my membership my my life raft membership which is open three or four times a year um, it's currently closed, but it will be open again. Um, and I have my course, my six-week uh, mindset, total mindset transformation course, which is Reclaim. And that is almost, well, I don't know where we are, but yes, it's it's going to be open now, I believe, when this podcast goes out. <laughs> yes, we're, we're talking um, in the future a little bit. Yes, here, but yeah, it'll be the 14th of October that we'll be speaking live on this podcast on the yes. Thursday. And at that point, Reclaim is open Um, for people to join so yeah tell us a little bit about that and how they can find out about it Mm, yeah thank you yeah so that is my it's it's a an online 
course which we do together as a group so there's a live group um you know from all over the world and it is it's pretty amazing and i've there's six modules it's all pre-recorded videos and it kind of takes you through the essentially like looking at the process that i found myself going through personally but then also with all the now you know the years of experience i've had as a mentor and also now my my training i've kind of you know molded it now so that it's a bit more um it's just developed a little bit more and then they get the online non-facebook group as well so there's there's the app where they can connect with other people and yeah it's it's a really it's a really special experience I love running it and I I link it up with the moon cycles (laughs) so we begin on the we have a full moon opening ceremony and then we close again um six weeks later on on a full moon as well so um it's got a just a little nod towards that side of things which is definitely a part of um the things that I love to explore as well that kind of spiritual Mm -hmm. spiritual aspect but um but it's yeah very focused on mindset work and all the stuff that we've spoken about um but yeah beautiful and you you know this is I just feel like this is the way ahead now that we need to, that we need this kind of support when we're looking at fertility it isn't just about the physical body and nutrition and you know all of that kind of thing we really need to emphasize how important it is for the mm. people that are going through this, you know, not the ones that we're looking to bring in, but the ones that are actually here right now in this present mm. moment, who are dealing with all the struggles that fertility issues bring. And it's so important to have a mindset piece as part of your mm. journey. And isn't it wonderful? I mean, it isn't just COVID, it was pre that as well, but you know, how so much can be um, provided and connected with online now that, you know, there's, it's accessible and it's wonderful to yes. see all programs like this like reclaim and others cropping up so thank you for mm. being a part of that bigger picture mm. I mean, I've I've been in the fertility community since 2000 and let me think 2004 at a time probably and yeah even then there was no Facebook there was you know mm. no kind of you know imagine a world without all that now but I, we connected mm. with a internet forum you know those kind of clunky old-fashioned yeah. forums <laughs> yeah yeah at, yeah yeah and at that time when I was trying for my first baby I did connect with a small group of people in a fertility section on this bigger kind of parenting site and that was amazing and I actually just went out in London with them last week for dinner oh, still and wow. you know their that? eldest children are at university now and wow. mine's just going up to do his GCSEs oh. so it's those kind of connections are so important you know so it's it's for yourself it's for Mm. learning about yourself and and having all these wonderful tools at your fingertips but Mm. then the people that you meet along the way it's quite magical as well isn't Mm. it and I'm sure you see that in your communities and programs that how people connect with each other yeah 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 it's amazing oh that's such a lovely story I love that you um, are still in touch with them now that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's such a unique experience to go through isn't it and when people Mm. get it and they understand it's it's a friend for life isn't it you know oh yeah you're just getting each other on that level so thank Mm. you for being a massive part of this movement towards more mindset work more compassion Mm, um, and really supporting the fertility community thank you Alice thank you so much thank you Sarah for all your amazing work too it's just amazing I I love everything you do and it's just wonderful so thank you very much for having me you're very welcome and we'll be speaking again soon because you're going to be coming into my membership group the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary Um, I'll be so if any members are listening which I know you often listen to the podcast I'll be sending emails out shortly with the date and the time that you can have a lovely live chat with Alice, which will be lovely to continue this conversation. What tends to happen, Alice, is they listen to the podcast, then lots of questions kind of pop up mm, in their head. Lovely, <laughs> then, love that. Then we, have, then we have a chat. Yeah. So it'll be lovely to see you there inside the sanctuary. And hopefully this won't be the last time that we chat here either. 
No, I'm sure it won't be. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, well, I really look forward to that. So thank you so much. It's a real honour. Really thank is. You, Alice. I'll, I'll pop the link to Instagram and also your Reclaim course on the notes for the um, episode as well so that people can check out and and um, join up and, and get supported by you. Thank you Fabulous. so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I hope you found my chat with Alice as interesting and as inspiring as I did. The Reclaim course that Alice mentioned is open now for enrolment and the link for this and other ways to keep in touch with Alice are on the podcast page at fertilemindset.com slash episode 044. I look forward to speaking with you again next week. I'm so pleased you're listening to the Fertile Mindset podcast and now I would love to invite you to join us in the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary. The Sanctuary is my fertility support membership which is focused on taking care of you and helping you enjoy your life while you wait for your baby. In the Sanctuary I'll guide you through using an amazing technique called EFT or tapping and you'll soon be feeling less stressed and more joyful. If you're not already in the sanctuary, do come and join us today because the best time to start receiving support on your fertility journey is always right now. Honestly, it makes such a difference to have good quality emotional support and techniques that you can pick up and use yourself whenever you need them. Go to fertilemindset.com slash sanctuary to join us today. I look forward to hopefully seeing you there and at the next episode of the Fertile Mindset Podcast.